gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to House of Scouts Scousecast. I'm the hidden voice behind the camera, and this evening we have our songwriters showcase involving King Fast, Alan Triggs, and David Neville King, and here's your host, Jack Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, well, as you can see on the screen, from left to right, we have the very talented King Fast. King Fast has performed on many of our shows in the past. You've seen him down in the Pier Village. Um, in the middle, you have our man from over the water, Mr. Alan Triggs, the coolest man from over the will. And I'll take, there. I'll take that. Miles came my ass. Oh yeah, he's a shower. And on the right-hand side. We have the ever present Mr. House of Scouts himself, David Neville King. I like guys. So, as you can see tonight, all the, all the good looking ones are all on screen, and all the, all the ones with no talent, basically, the talentless bastards are behind, them, behind the cameras. So, tonight's going to be a massive push on singer songwriters. So, in my eyes, over the, three, over the years I've been doing music, there's been no better singer songwriters than the three guys you can see on the screen now. So, what we're going to do, we're going to have a little chat. Some of it will make sense, some of it won't. And then each of these guys are going to play the song. We'll have a little talk about the songwriting process. Um, and anyone at home with any questions, we are watching the comments as they come through on the House of Scouts page. So ask us any questions, we'll throw them onto the singers. The random question, the better chance you've got to be asked. So ask what, what song Alan listens to and he farts, what, what David does, what airbrush David uses. What he needed that butter for. <laughs> and what's... What's King Fast's favourite soap? Emma Daly, Stenders, Coronation Street. <laughs> Random questions, guys. We don't want, what's your favourite music? Oh, what's your favourite song? We've <laughs> probably been asked this over and over again, so we do things different here. Um, so, straight in, we're going to go to our man King Fast, from left to right. Songwriting, explain the process. Let's nutshell it down, a little couple of minute process. For you as a songwriter, What's what to do? Do you get your lyrics and then make your music? Do you get your music, then the lyrics come? How does the whole um, process evolve? It, it depends. Like Some songs are different, obviously. But um, for me, usually lyrics first. And then um, try to build the music around that. And um, then you sort of have to amend the lyrics to sort of fit coherently in there. But, um, yeah, every song's really different. Sometimes you do start with it's just like a little melody. Nice. Okay, so you, the reason, obviously, you've got... The song you're going to be playing tonight as well, anyway, you've got a new... LP EP? Just the single. New single? Single, yeah. Coming up soon. Um, 20th. 20th, okay. So, this song that you're releasing on the 20th, what's the process? How does it come about? What's the song about? Um, that, this song is called One Day, and um, it's just sort of about um, people and how they like, spend so much money trying to fix themselves and, and look better and stuff, and um, just sort of shining a light on that really um, and it just sort of comes from 
seeing people in, in life and how much they can spend and just because of watching Joey Show and stuff like mm-hmm. so, so do you would you start with so I know John touched on it before you said it like in songwriting is a bit different to leave with a melody is there has there been a time when you've had like you've not you you've thought of a lyric like just a, a random a random sentence a random lyric and you've been like could I build can I build a song around this or can I can I fit this into into a, mm-hmm. into a song or, or, or do, you, do you try and go into it with more than more than one like sort of like a verse or or something like that um yeah def- definitely um just the one sentence I've, I've had that before and like that sometimes is a good way in and you can build around that and just sort of similar kind of phrases and then you also try and make it rhyme how, how long would you say like that it takes for you to to go from from the start maybe like like not not the to maybe not the finished process but something yeah. that you're that you're happy to start looking at mastering and putting out there for everyone to hear um not too long like a day two days <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd take <laughs> me about like three months for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, like i don't have that yeah that creative side especially when it comes to me i'd love to be able to to put something down on paper or to pick up an instrument or or even make a beat on five. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just don't, have, I just don't, yeah, creative side of me is not there. I can, I can, I know what, I know what's in my head and I know what I want to hear. Yeah, that's it. Trying to make, <laughs> trying to make what I want to hear. Just Do you sometimes find in the singing process, I'll ask Alan this as well. Do you sometimes find you, the music that you've listened to leading up to writing a song has a big influence on the songs you're playing? I've spoke to a few people in the past yeah. and yeah. they've listened to say an Oasis album and then they've gone from the Oasis album, went away and written a song and then when they listen to it back they're like, without even knowing, they've actually gone out there and half the tune or the melody has actually come from another song and you can hear like a bit of champagne supernova coming out of the music. So yeah. do you sometimes find you listen back to a song and think, fucking hell that sounds so similar to, maybe not, yeah, maybe not the exact melodies or the exact, um, the, like, feel of the song but you get it you get like a you get it like an air of like a certain type of music if you've been listening to say the Lars first album only album you you, you I listened to that on repeat like for ages and ages and then uh, I can't remember what song it was I wrote about a month a month later and I listened back to it and I thought like you said that that must have had some bearing on that yeah. that album that I was listening to because it does you, you take it all in and then you, you regurgitate it in your own way, don't you? A bit of a crazy thing, he was my neighbour for the up until the start of this year, Barry Sutton. Was he? From the Lodge, yeah. That's right. Yeah, he used to sing in our street with Randy. Did he? <laughs> I had a cracker called Kev, who sang in my streets every Friday night, and you want someone to have a fucking Lodge. <laughs> so, levels, mate, absolute levels, mate. It goes from L20 to where are you? L19. L19, sorry. L19. Uh, L19. Wait there, Alfred. Where do I live? You live in the L19, sir. Thank you very much. So songwriting itself, there's people out there that must write songs that <coughs> you must listen to and think, I'm better than you. I can write better songs than you. But that person just happened to be part of the Simon Cowell pop cycle, you know what I mean? And yeah. they've had a little go because James Arthur, for instance, or yeah. you know, someone like James Arthur who's lived and become a musician off the back of a pop concert. Basically, yeah. that's all the yeah, yeah. is, and they're it's singing to a karaoke tune. But now he's got a pedestal where he can write as much shit as he wants, and people will still buy it. Yeah, it is frustrating sometimes. Like personally, like you, 
you can't like beat yourself up about it though because it, it's always you've always had like bubble gum pop haven't you basically yeah. what's just it, it's day gone tomorrow it's for 12 year old girls and 12 year old girls need music to listen to you know? yeah. fair play if he's making a living off it then like good luck but do you think like I, 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 I do hate it when people say come up to you after the gig or something like and say why don't you go on the X Factor it's mm. the most hated question yeah. honestly it's yeah. like I just answer, I just say, well, I'd, I'd rather do it my own way. I'd rather d- get there properly. If I was going to get anywhere in, like, further down my career, I'd rather have done it off my own back, yeah, yeah. work my way up, than just gone to an audition and jump to the top. But you get forgotten about within six months anyway, yeah. even if you win it, aren't you? Yeah. Unless well, you're well, like... Well, you don't want a Simon Carvel stepping in when you're doing your recordings and putting a little... Yeah, they, they put his name on the credits. Yeah, yeah. You know what you have to do is change away from right to left. I mean, exactly. The, exactly. So the artistic freedom for these guys on the X Factor when they get say, a certain distance yeah. and they just start to get signed up and whatever, mm-hmm. their artistic freedom must, yeah. must, even, be, yeah. must even exist. But the, the X Factor, obviously, if they want a certain thing, they want a certain product, and if you don't provide that product, then they'll mould you yeah. into that product. Certain people that. Are, are fine with the X Factor and that, that is fine because if they want to make that type of music what the X Factor is about good luck to them and, and if they're going to make that music you may as well go down the X Factor route and Russell he's a lovely lad We've all, we all like him and um, at the end of the day he, he's a singer he's not he doesn't play many instruments or does he so he, he's more likely to go down the singer song the, the singer route isn't he which is X Factor really to, to, sing. I, to give a, I remember the um, Sitting there with Anthony, we were going through this idea, this song anyway, and he, he's, he, is, he is a creative person. He's very creative off, off the cuff, he's very creative with his words and his, his actions, so he's quite a, a, quite a unique guy to work with, I can, I can assume, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, when I, well, when I did work with him, but a yeah. bit, it was like, he is very spontaneous and he is creative. Yeah. You, you get certain people who, who just like do karaoke, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, well, that's what my little hashtag was tonight on the Instagram thing. It was more about the emphasising of songwriters and obviously the city itself now. And yeah, we, we were having a conversation with David yeah. the other day on, on the back of a yeah. potential music opportunity that we had. And it was about... It's sad the fact that the, the, the discrepancies and the distance between the people in the pub and the people playing music. Yeah. Because people in the pub want to go to the booze and have a sing-along. Yeah. So basically becoming a karaoke so we just put the let's put a pound in the dickhead and put him on stage and yeah, with his guitar yeah. and expect him to sing and play oasis yeah as a musician and an artist you just want to get up there and showcase yourselves and say this is me i've spent six years of my life compelling this song and i know my your song that you're, you're going to sing to us tonight king fast i remember hearing this song about three four years ago yeah. so you probably evolved this song from the day you first made it to, to like today You've probably put so much time, effort, blood, sweat, tears into mastering your performance. It's it's sad the fact that that's not good enough for the the, the regular yeah. party goers because they don't want to. You go to your Zanzi bars and the other music places around town. That's where songwriters and people appreciate good music. But then, if you want to make money out of it and go to these bars and you're going to get paid for it, and I think you touch on it yourself too. Yeah, you? yeah. I've you done. can go out there and pay get paid hundred and fifty, two hundred quid, and I've I've done it most. Most singer-songwriters do, you know, for a bit of side money, you do yeah, some yeah. covers in a pub and it's fine, you know, sometimes you can have a good gig and you have people, like if you're playing songs that aren't the obvious, you know, 
classics like Sex on Fire and Wonderwall and all that. So if you're playing a bit of obscure B-sides and people appreciate it, it is quite good. But most of the time, like you say, you're just getting pissed knobheads who are trying to have a go with your guitar or trying to fucking sing like it's karaoke. But I remember the other month that guy in the Cavern Club, I think it was, he ended up doing it around yeah. his shirt and he was up playing a song and someone just come from him underneath him and just swooped his yeah. legs and that was because he wasn't playing a song or something like this kid apparently wanted to listen to what he yeah. liked. So it's for me, I, I mean, you guys... It was, it, was, it was mad, that clip, but it, it was as funny as it was shocking. But I, I felt for the guy as much as it was, it was a humorous video, really, it really was funny. But it's one of them that made you go, <laughs> oof. It's funny, you laugh. I mean, oh, it's like you're, you're laughing, like, but you're not laughing. It's like, it, it was very, um, you know, it sort of tackled your mind, that video, when you watch yeah, it, especially yeah. as a musician. But <laughs> when you think about it, it's fine out of order, what the I mean, like you say, some places they just think you are a fucking live jukebox and they'd be like, so play this. Yeah, yeah. I've had people go, play this song. I don't, I, don't, I don't know it. What do you mean you don't know it? Well, mm. I know about a hundred other songs, but I don't know that one. I only yeah, fucking song yeah, yeah, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is, there's a lot of business inside these pubs, though, isn't it? Yeah. But like all these middle-aged fellas, like the bellies, like myself. I'm almost there, by the way. I'll be sitting there next to you. I just thought you'd have two jumpers on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I've got that. I've got one there, you know what I mean? Don't know where that come from. Look like fucking Richie Keys. <laughs> <laughs> I went for a heart scan today, fair enough. I, I had these, like, palpitations in my heart. And I went to the hospital for a scan. And the woman come up with all the sticky things to put on my chest and all that. And as she, as she popped them on, no, it is. And I said, do you, want, do you want to shave it? She went, bloody hell, love, you're not in the beauty parlour. She said, just get them on. I said, I said you're all right taking them off. And she just went, yeah, like that. And I went, ha, ha, ha. So it's like, I've got a little two little bump patches. But uh, she didn't have ripped them off, like. But um, yeah, just, that's just on the, sorry about that. We've just glided out of the thing there, haven't we? Talking about my hairy boobs. <laughs> Sorry about that guy, back into music. There's a song in that guys, yeah? The man with the hairy boobs up all over the world. Mad moves. <laughs> it's mad moves. Or something like that, it goes something like that, wouldn't it? But anyway, go on, carry on guys, where are we? Sorry mate. No, I, I was just curious to ask the three of you, I mean, where, especially the amount of live music, you know, the top end of the town, you've got Lanigan's, the Irish House, you've got Smokey Moe's, Tess Riley's, Nelly Foley's and all them, just fine because you're doing your original work and like you said, cover dudes in Lanigan's, cover dudes in there, you're doing your original stuff. You find you're getting more and more people, they'll come in to see what you're playing in because you're not playing Sex on Fire, you're not playing, you know, Sweet Caroline and all that. You find a lot of like casuals will just walk in and out and see what's happening or just have like the regular crowd that come and they stick around, especially because it's original music as opposed to the covers. Yeah, any or all of you answer that. I can't play an instrument, sorry, so I can't answer. I can't either. <laughs> King Fast. At Originals gigs. Um, yeah, I guess people do come in and stick around, yeah. yeah. Depends if it's ticketed, doesn't it? I suppose yeah. if you walk, if you wander, they, they wander past somewhere in the music and they come in and go, what's this? If the fella on the door goes, yeah, it's six quid to get in, they'll go, nah, all right. Mm -hmm. But some people will, like tourists might come in, but usually it's the crowd that you've you've built up over time it starts with your family you've done it and your, and your best mates and then over time you'll be having people each gig like I, I sell, try and sell more tickets every time yeah, and like i remember playing like lennon's and that lennon's bar and like six people walked in who heard the song on, on out from outside and said all oh, the lyrics 
Now for six hours <coughs> I walk in, I stand on the lyrics and just go, we just heard the plane, we thought we'd come in and see who's actually singing that song. Now them six people is better than having like a crowd full of people just all sitting there getting drunk and yeah. whatever. I'd rather play... For an artist, it's a funny thing, just like people just sitting there going, oh, what did you write that about, mate? That reminds me of something, and that's what songwriting's all about, just like... I played you know, a gig in a, nice, in a nice. small venue where there's about 15 people in there, but every one of them you can hear a pin drop and they're listening to every word. And then I played a gig to 200 people in a, in a live bar playing covers and no one's even looking at you. And I'd rather I'd rather play to 15 people who are listening to my stuff. Pe- you don't want to be that person who's walking into that scenario where everybody's just out to have a out to have a bevy and if there's music on there's music yeah your background music it's just fair enough but you get paid for it but let's flip it on the other side then as well then as a musician yourselves when you actually go to a gig so if you just walked into lanagan's you just sat down there's a shit awful singer up on the stage he hasn't got his music work and his input's not working he's got feedback do you just find yourself like he's got that wrong like he seems like your missus or your mates He's got that wrong. You need to you can't help but notice it. Yeah. It depends. And you, you must be like, oh, that's doing me head, and I can hear. He just needs to turn his mic up, and that's so you as a musician must sit there and do you just enjoy it as a self, or do you find yourself thinking, oh, you should do this yeah. or change this and up this? You do want to comment on it, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, probably like six years ago, I was the same. So you can't yeah. really. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you can tell someone's doing it for the first or you know one of the first mm-hmm. times, but. For anyone watching at home then, before we go into a bit of live music, anyone who's can play the guitar, maybe have a good voice, what would we say to them to get them out there to start the first song, right? How, how, did, he, how did he go out there today and think, right, okay, I want to write my first song. What advice would you give to them? I'd say, listen to who inspires you, your favourite music, and just try and break it down how they've done it. Songs are simple, you know, not every song's first, chorus first, you know, it's it, it, not all like that, but start simple, start start like that, write a verse, write a chorus. You, you've got it, I don't know, some people are different, some people do lyrics and then they add music, but I personally sit there and play around, just messing around on my guitar, and if I come up with a chord sequence that sounds alright, I'll keep it to one side and then maybe, <coughs> sometimes you think of one lyric, like you said a line, <coughs> who was who said one line and stick in your head. That can spark a song because it can give you an idea of an avenue to go down. Then, like, I've got a song about getting mugged. I've never been mugged, but at this one line come in my head, and I went, I went with it, and now I've got a song about the whole song about being yeah, mugged, which I wasn't, you know what I mean? So, that's, I think like having a theme. So, if, if, yeah, if it, a kid sitting in the guitar, pick a theme. So, is it about this? Like a concept, a concept yeah. or a yeah, theme, yeah. and then with that theme, start strumming some chords and just start humming. Holding a holding a bone and a bone. I don't know where I wanna be now. So you're going into this and then the lyrics come and then change your chords around, go into a chorus. But have a theme and then start writing down things for the theme. And then before you know it, instead of sometimes people can elongate things by writing and thinking about the words. Overcomplicate it. Overcomplicate yeah. it. Just sing, man. Just sing. Have a theme and sing about that theme. And it's like, no one, no one I'm talking now, so I'll say, the grass is over there, there's a house there, and there's clouds. And then, there's <coughs> grass over there, there's a house, and there's clouds above that are black. Okay. No, 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 what I'm saying is, it, it's like, it's basic, no, basically, we all, we all write songs every day, just in, in, in like words we say, sentences we say. Take a sentence, put chords to it, and then say that sentence with your chords. 
The first song basically I wrote, you might get a little bit of a bit of a bit of a cause out of that. The first song that I wrote, I watched a film called Oh Brother Where Art Thou, which has got um, George Clooney in it. It's about it's set in the nineteen twenties in like America and these fellas break out of prison, but the whole film is pure Delta Blues. It's like music all the way through it. And I was just sitting there and someone said a line it was sweet summer rain and I thought, wow, that's a cool line. And I just wrote it on my phone as I was watching the film and then I went I watched the whole film and I thought, I'm gonna pick a line in every scene and I just wrote down loaded loads of words and then next few days I made a song out of it and it's still on my set to this day. Like it's not the best song I've ever wrote but it's it was the first one and that's how I started because it was a good starting point. Yeah, it's like just it's like, lines. Yeah, it's it's like the things that match. It's like I was uh, walking in past Lime Street Station and there was a girl standing there. She was selling the biggest shoes. She had like a blue, a blue cagoule, not like a cagoule on. And I looked at it and like she was quite attractive, like, but she was just you know she was a bit down on the look, but she's you know doing a job. And I got home and I was only about seventeen, eighteen, and I wrote it, a song called Blue Cagoule. But when I got home, I went Blue Cagoule, and I thought I'll call it Blue Cagoule. And then what rhymes with Cagool, cool. So you start going, blue cagool, you're looking so cool in your blue cagool, standing out in the rain. And then, what's around the rain? Insane. Going insane, got your flip flops on, waiting for the sun. And then, as you sing a little bit, it's all, it starts coming out your mouth. Once you've got that starting lyric and that starting bit, looking so cool in your blue cagool, bam, 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 bam. And then it just rolls and rolls and rolls. And then, before you know it, you, you're hitting this song. That's like I must have wrote that song in about twenty minutes because that's how it all gelled together. Because when you're in that zone and you've got a theme, you know what I mean. Yeah. And you start rhyming as you said before, Paul. Yeah. When you things start rhyming, you're looking at things to rhyme with it, and if they make sense in a sentence, you, 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 you're gathering this song, and your jigsaw pieces are coming together. Just, just keep keep going with it. Just and keep then, going, but I suppose you've all got different ways of writing. We've all got different ways, right? Okay, so what we're going to do now then, we've had a little chinwag about the art of songwriting. Let's try and put it into place now. So, our man here, giving his full title, my name's Sam Posh, Paul Walker, aka <laughs> Too Fast. Posh. He's going he's gonna to pack out some chunks for us here. Um, so, we've got a single coming out. Yeah. On the 20th of this month. 20th of September, yeah. And I'm doing a gig as well to release it in EBG's basement. So, EBGB's gig, what date's that? The same date, 20th. Same date, yeah. the 20th. What's the sitch for tickets? Uh, yeah, they're on Skittle. Um, yeah. There should be some at the door as well, I'm sure, but um, yeah, on Skittle. What we'll do as well is we'll get in, we'll go and do a little snoop online and get the link off one of Paul's pages. Uh, yeah, Skittle, I'm a poster in the comment section below on this. Uh, we'll do the same for Alan as well, he's also got a gig coming up. Any comments? Want to share away, comment away, go ahead. But we've got the magical man himself here, King Fast. What's the name of the song? Uh, this is One Day. One Day, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. This is what a songwriter provides. This is what King nice. Fast does. Change every day, but it won't 
make it all okay. One day you will fade. You'll face the choices made. One day you'll have regret. Yeah, excited. 
Well, I've actually got a single coming out Friday, but I played it last time, so I'm not going to do it again. Okay, so what are you going to sing for us today? I'll do an old one. I'll do Algy. Algy. Oh, yeah, oh, this song. What a song. So, ladies and gentlemen, the very talented, the coolest man from the Whittle, as he was christened earlier on in the show, <laughs> Mr. Alan Sriggs. Section will be packed with 
songs coming up, gigs coming up, and we'll share away all this latest news coming around the city. Um, so, from one talented songwriter to the next, we're now going to finish on another fantastic singer-songwriter. You will know this guy's face, he's done quite a lot of videos for us, he's been involved heavily on the podcast. He's our, our, our new new member to the gang. Um, Mr King, what have you got for Hi us to I'm um, going to do a new one. Um, this is about when you go out and um, no, the beat in the club and the beat drops in and you turn into this like Superman, don't you? It's like you feel boss, don't you? And it's all about when the beats kick in, how, we can, how it changes your persona, how it changes how you feel, do you know what I mean? It is called uh, Those Beats. I don't think it's really complete yet, but it's... Um, we'll give it a go now live. When those beats start catching fire They light up the night When the night starts catching fire My heart starts to ignite Starts to ignite Starts to ignite Those beats rushing through my head Those beats rushing right through me Those beats rushing through my head Those beats rushing through my head Those beats rushing right through me Those beats rushing through my head Lips of cherry when the beat drops in, I'll be standing next to you With a bottle of gin on the dance floor Till our feet get sore, we ain't leaving here Till the DJ walks out the door Lips of cherry, eyes of blue 
caption, I'll be standing next to you with a bottle of gin on the dance floor. Until our feet get sore, we ain't leaving here till the DJ walks out the I'm gonna throw a dirty bomb in the middle of this table now and walk away. One word. Brexit. <laughs> you had to ruin it, didn't you? <laughs> I'm intrigued. Right. Intrigued, right, and we can see all the political bollocks that's going on. In a nutshell. Boris Johnson. Will we be better <laughs> off or not? Doesn't matter. Yeah? David's turned his back on us now. That's his view on it. No, um, I mean, I think I think I had a conversation with everyone on the whoever I meet, and I'm not interested in what side you voted. Oh, yeah, but we can all agree on one thing is what a load of shit it's been. What an absolute yeah, load of one. shit it's been. You know, the one the biggest problem was with it all is they let us decide at the end of the day, like the but isn't that no the backbone but, of a democracy though the, but, why, but you go you go alright do, do you want to leave the European Union which was the question yes or no not if we leave the European Union we'll leave it do you want to leave it this way 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 there's so many different ways you can do it so you've got you've got people who don't like people in Parliament who don't want to leave you've got people who do want to leave you've got people who want to leave uh, with a no deal you've got people who want to leave with this type of deal this type of deal this type of deal you can't you're not gonna please everybody you're not even gonna please everyone in parliament so if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen we've got to, got to deal with it for one i'd put it back to the if you if we voted to leave we choose how we leave not not boris johnson not jeremy corbyn not whoever else if we leave the european union they go right these are the options that we have you put remain on there you've got you've got to because if all the options are shit you, you've got to have remain on that ballot again and i guarantee you we would stay but for me i mean i, I we fucked either way we're in liverpool anyway so whether we stay we go we're never going to be given anything from anyone labor will Labour looks after us if you do, but the Tories are in power now and send nothing up our way anyway, either way. So whether we stay or we go, we're fucked in our city. So I think what we should do is have a new vote 
and let's see whether we vote for Merseyside to leave England. I'm going to table that vote right now. Yeah. We become our own independent city. 100%. You let the Scottish vote on it, now let the Scousers vote on it. 100%. So. But I'm not, I'd say, I'm not a Scouser, not English sort of person, me. Proud oh, to I'm, be, I'm English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm English, but proud to be proud to be from Liverpool. I can't be English, but at the same at the same time, fuck the rest of them Tories off. I can't. Yeah. sandals. I can resonate with people outside of the Merseyside barrier, in in political terms. You know, it's what did they view? Because <laughs> you anybody else? There's no. We get what I mean. Outside yeah. of outside of Merseyside, like down in London, for example, they look down their nose at us, whatever way, shape, or form. Liverpool's there. We're the butt of all jokes. We're the, the bottom of the ladder. Stuff like that. You know, the whole country looks down at us. You see my football matches. Sign on, sign on. We had we had Wolves today, Goodison singing about Merseyside, signing on. Yeah, they've got a higher unemployment rate than yeah, the city. Get with the times, innit? We, we're like our own little bubble in Merseyside. You know what I mean? We, 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 we're like, we're, we're, we're a cooler thinking bunch. You know, we'd, we deal with people as two ways. You're either a good person or you're a dickhead. That's the only way we measure people. We don't measure whether you've got more money, whether your accent's this, whether your skin colour's that. We don't care. As long as you're a good person, and that's what we see it for. And that's what I mean by the bubble. That wasn't me going full Boris Johnson or let's kick them all out. The whole problem is they're not scouts. No, I mean, we look after them. We close our doors and we we put our arms around each other and we all look after each other, you know what I mean? And I find outside of the city, when you go there and... Paul, you're probably you're from Belfast, coming to yeah. Liverpool, which is quite a similar city. You know, yeah. Belfast was mocked and it was always the butt of the jokes. And you know, you must see a, a pattern in Belfast and Liverpool the way to proper heavy working class. Everyone looks after each other, big community spirit. But if you venture down to London, wherever you guys have the gigs, mm. it's a cold ass place. Yeah. But you know, people Definitely walk past you in the street, you know, the door over somebody, you know, nobody says please, thank you, nobody looks at each other, everyone's looking at the pavement or the feet. And that's mm-hmm. where I think we're a unique with a unique area, you know what I mean? You come into our area, you're either nice or you're not bad. That's it. If you're not bad, it doesn't matter whether you, uh, you watch Spice Girls, you listen to Oasis, whatever, you're not bad. It's, uh, that's that's the defining vote. So mm-hmm. I think we should just have a vote. Yeah. Not bad or not. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that'd probably eradicate yeah. half, half these politicians, 95% of them would be fucked off. Yeah. But mm. I'd, 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 if, if we could say, like, Liverpool govern yourselves, for 100%. De- definitely, I'd be, I'd be all for it. Like, I'm, so going, that motion I'm growing my own crops and all that, so I'm all right. <laughs> No, I mean cabbages and all that. Honestly, listen, David, David Neville King is, all is, is, is not I had looking a, to the house no, of no, Scouts. No, <laughs> but I had a bumper crop this year because the ends were like that. What? <laughs> 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 Give some cream for him. <laughs> no, my pile was like that, but because the was like that. But, um, no, but as I just say, you know. I grow my own veg and all that, and main because I I I look out to yeah, fella before he died. I had last year my dad, and he used to there taking into his garden. He'd say, "This is your oasis. Forget all the politics. Forget everything else. Else, I'm providing you with this." And that thing that he provided me with was a garden, right? And it had honeysuckle growing, and he grew a few carrots and all that. And he'd say, "He'd say, you don't appreciate it now, do you? Like even when it was going through my teen years and all that, getting into trouble, I'd come home into this little oasis." And he goes, this is the oasis. Forget about all that. Think about your close friends, your family, and this. And I didn't know what he meant. And when you get older, you think, 
Yeah, you've got a make your own kingdom, yeah. haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Because yeah. you know politicians aren't going to stick up for us. Yeah. You know, people people who come out of Europe and they say, oh, oh, we want to come out of Europe because we don't want to be governed by the Europeans, the European people. But at the end of the day, we can't govern ourselves. Like, our parliaments, our governments can't govern. Yeah, well, they've showed themselves off the all out. Exactly, so everything's, everything's useless, isn't it? So when you make your own little kingdom, and if it all goes tits up, you can all come round to ours and I'll give you some courgette putties, a few carrots and that. Courgette putties? I know, that's, that's <laughs> a bit like something. That's like the euphemism, Let's bring it up north, courgette putties up north, come on. Hey, up. Where's your council meeting? Hey, that's where the scouts are. We've tackled a lot of tart times. You can tackle a cause, yeah, buddy. You're not coming to ours, man. 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 You're not coming to ours, if you want to have your death sentence in Liverpool, sounds... I reckon Liverpool expands and makes the whole country Liverpool. Yeah, but it depends, because I've, yeah, been, I've, been, I've been fucked off, because I'm a wolf. That's why I said Merseyside, I don't know. Nah, nah, nah. But I will look up stories, eh? Yeah, but if we're all Liverpool, I'll become a scouser. I'll be a scouser if you all become Liverpool, you know what I mean? Build a wall the other side of the tunnel, I said that was all from all Oh, well, we'll be on the L, we got Ash. Jesus Lord Christ. The L, we got Ash. Come on. Yeah, it's him, look, it's him. <laughs> 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 but yeah, of course, yeah, but he's an ass if anyone's interested in the sort of politics. But he's a roommate of a Can I just have bread? I'll post one. Can I just have bread? I'll even have grass yeah. butties. Just pretend you're eating Korean butty then. You just go, that's lovely. We talk about the crop again. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good way to start, but it's a good crop. I've got a crop in there. I've got a crop in And if you just choose it now, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, but, um, look, I've got smarts, I've got cherry tomatoes. But it's, it's just like, it thingies, cleanses your mind, doesn't it? There's a new, there's a new um, David's um, turned into Martin Fowler. <laughs> I was going to say, we've got, we've got a little new, um, got a new little topic. We've got gardening with David Neville King. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Alan Titchmarsh sitting here. Forget Alan Titch, we've got Alan Titchmarsh next week. Oh, tune in for Alan Titchmarsh next week. So on that bombshell, David grows courgette and eats them on both ease. There's nothing else needs to be said. We'll be back next week. Some talented musicians. Some funny conversations and some oh. fucked up meal plans from David Neville King. That's how the scouts and see oh. all about. Bloody hell, the world now knows that I'm bloody growing my own bloody vegetables. <laughs> <laughs>